This episode of Freer Wild was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricana. My name is Laura Klein. I'm from Syracuse, New York. I am an ultra runner. I've also been a triathlete, duathlete. I participate in cycling events. And I, I really love the ultras because I love being off the roads, um, just checking out trails. And I like longer distances because I really like to challenge myself and push myself and just see how far and how fast I can go. You're listening to Free or Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. From runner profiles to trail tales, join us as we explore the world of trail runners. Their journeys, their daily lives, their challenges, their uncertainties. I'm Justin Pugliese, and today we'll be talking with Laura Klein. Enjoy the show. Most people have expected that I've run in high school and college, and that wasn't the case. I didn't start running until after college. I moved to Southern California, where the running race running races were very big there, and you know the weather's beautiful year round, so people were always outside being active. So I signed up for my first 5K. I hadn't trained for it at all, and I just I got hooked immediately on the community of it and the challenge of it, and just wanted to keep going and keep improving from there. And was that something that, that you seeked out yourself or were you encouraged by a friend or how did you how did that come about? No, it was something I I wanted to do for myself. I had participated in team sports since the age of eight. So this was just something, you know, now I was out of school on my own and wanted to find something to keep myself active and challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And was that more of like a, at that moment in time, I guess, looking back, was it more, more recreational for you? And, and when did the switch happen? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the switch happened right away. I mean, the first race, I've, I didn't know what to expect, of course, but I did go out way too hard running like... I knew what I was doing when I really didn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, right away, I knew that I wanted to be competitive. And, you know, it, it didn't happen overnight, of course. But, you know, the more I kept training and racing, my results just kept improving significantly. So, you know, that that drive and that hunger just kept building. And is, did it stay with the 5K or had you did you immediately want like more? I know it takes some time. Mm hmm. For some athletes, like, you know, you start, you get your feet wet and then all of a sudden you want more distance, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I was doing five Ks and 10 Ks. I think like my first probably two years, I hadn't gone any further. Just, I think out there it was just more common to find five Ks and 10 Ks. Didn't really have an interest in a marathon just yet, but I did work with somebody who had done Kona. I was doing triathlons, and I lived near where one of the the uh, half Ironman races took place, and got to witness that. So that's when that started to build in me. Like, okay, that's that's next on my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to start doing triathlon. Okay, so then, <laughs> yeah, I mean, once you see it, it looks pretty cool now, right? Yeah. And Kona is like the mecca for triathlon. Yes. Um, but you didn't jump into triathlon right away, as I understand it. It was more a you attacked like the duathlon. So. Um, that's, uh, that's an approach that I, that's an approach I took anyways. Uh, yeah. Um, they actually kind of happened together. I started with duathlon mainly because when I started, I was on the East coast and the duathlons were 
really the preseason openers because, you know, the water would be too cold in the spring. So duathlons were on the calendar and, you know, I was just excited to do anything I could. So I, I started with duathlon. Okay. But did triathlons the same year as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, great. And what was the, what was, how was that experience different for you than running was? Well, as, as you know, <laughs> it is a lot different because there are so many, I mean, when you're running, it's just you and your legs. And then once you get into like duathlon and triathlon, you have this bike <laughs> yeah. to figure out and to work on. So I, I did see success right away in both duathlon and triathlon, which was, you know, exciting and gave me confidence and really just made me want to keep going further and pushing it harder. Mm. So uh, when you talk about success, can you just like get into that a little bit? What kind of success were we talking about? Well, my, was it my, or I think the second duathlon I did was a, a world qualifier wow. and I, I did qualify. So that was kind of surprising and interesting. I didn't take the slot cause you know, I'm thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. I, <laughs> that's too big for me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, just my, I think my first triathlon I did, I, I did win that one. So it was just, I mean, it was exciting. I mean, they weren't obviously like really big ones. They were smaller events, but it was still really cool for me to see that I could do really well in the sport. Mm-hmm. And did you do it uh, with relative ease or did you seek out coaches or anything like that at the start? Never, never been coached for triathlon. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, and I'm still to this day, I, I'm self-coached. It's just how I prefer. I kind of enjoy the trial and error. I enjoy the building plan, seeing what works for me and what doesn't. That's really part of the fun for me is figuring that out. Mm. So yeah, I've never been coached, just kind of tried it out and learned on my own. Amazing. And would you consider, is it, are you considered more of a professional at this point in, in your career or like how did that kind of evolve from you know, the beginning and early success to where you are today? Um, I, I don't really ever consider myself a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like I've just had my success and just try to keep doing the best I can. I don't like to really get caught up in that aspect of it. Right. Um, I am considered elite in ultra running and, but not a professional. I don't make a living at any of these sports. It's, you know, I, I keep it mostly as my hobby. Okay, great. And were there, what were some, like making your own plans and stuff? Like I rely on coaches to kind of give me that structure, but what were some early lessons that you picked up on (laughs) (laughs) that you can share? My very first lesson, <laughs> my first year in triathlon, I just always trained like I was racing. Like I, I just had no clue what I was doing and, you know, had a very successful season and then was ending it with a national championship. And I got there and had probably my worst performance ever. And I think it was just because every time I trained, I was training like I was racing. So I learned very quickly about... <laughs> taking easy days and, you know, doing intervals and just stuff that I never even heard of or knew of, just not knowing how to even structure like a training week, let alone a month or, you know, blocks of months. Right. The rest is so key. Yeah. (laughs) And where did you take that uh, career in triathlon? How far did you take it before wanting to make a switch into ultra trail running? Uh, You know, I'd done some national championships. I 
Um, I did go to one world championship, but I actually had a DNF there. Um, and I've done the 70.3 world championship. So, you know, I never took it to a professional level. Um, I think when I started, that was kind of in my head of that's what I wanted to do. But as you get into it, you see how much goes into that and how hard it is to maintain and when you have a full-time job. So I, you know, I, then I just really wanted to stick with it just to do the best that I could, but really to keep my enjoyment level. And honestly, I think, you know, my switch over to ultra running was just getting out on the trails, just trying that and immediately falling in love with the, just the difference in how you train and how you race. And I think it was just a, a change that I needed to take a break f for a little while. The step away is nice. Yeah. So you can it's miss. recharging. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how long have you been in the ultra scene? I'd say my first two years of ultra racing, I was still doing triathlon and duathlon. So I'm going to say, I think it was 2015 was when I, maybe it was 2016. I don't remember, but <laughs> is when I decided to just cut out the bike altogether and just focus on ultra running. So it's been a few years. Okay. And, and do you have access to trails and stuff where you live now? Yes. In Syracuse, there's, there's some nice trails. It's, they're a bit of a drive, but you know. We yeah. make it work. <laughs> exactly. And, and so do you prefer, um, do you get out and do it in groups or are you like, are you training solo a lot of the time? I'm mostly training solo. Okay. That's how I've always been. I, I do have, we actually formed a group of women runners in Syracuse. Most of them are road runners, but it's still great for us to get together and do some speed. I, I still love doing speed work and road training just because I think it's healthy mm -hmm. to do. But, uh, yeah, mostly, especially when it comes to trails, I'm solo. Mm -hmm. And what <laughs> advice could you give? Uh, so, I mean, building, again, building your own plans, I guess you, you gain all this knowledge, but what would you suggest to somebody um, who doesn't really know what to do? Like, what's uh, what's a prescribed week look like? I, I do always take one day off. Um, it's not something I always did when I was in triathlon and duathlon, but for ultra running, I do. I have the, you know, one long run a week, one to two, either speed or hill workouts a week. And then everything in between is just easy miles, really focusing on taking those easy days. Right. It's like active recovery, mm -hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's just, I find even, you know, after a hard workout, mm -hmm. when you're really tired, forcing yourself to get out for that easy run yes. can recharge the body. You it know, totally does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you prepare for, um, you know, a 100-mile race? Or a <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've been doing it the same as any other race, really. Um, I found personally for myself that I'm not a big volume runner. I tend to feel better and perform better if I keep my volume a little bit lower, focus a little more on intensity throughout the week. So it's not like I'm adding a ton of miles. Um, I, I just, I know what my body is capable of in long distances. So as long as I'm feeling strong and feeling good when I'm running, I know that I can go the distance. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I can't wrap my head around the distance yet. I'm a marathon <laughs> runner. And like, we're, you know, the most I've done is uh, 65 at Hurricana. Okay. Um, that's a good amount, though. <laughs> it's a good amount, but it's just like I, I still prefer the marathon for now. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'll, I'll grow up and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> what, 
want to try that. What were some, like, what was the most challenging race you've ever, like, I mean, you, you mentioned you DNF before, but like, mm-hmm. you know, what was a challenging race for you? And like, and what were you able to take away to come back? Like, you know, it's hard to come back sometimes mm-hmm. after a, a poor result, but what are some lessons that you've, uh, you've picked up in racing? Hmm. You know, I've had <laughs> across every sport that I've done, I've, you know, had those really bad races. Um, probably the more memorable, most recent was when I did OCC at UTMB in 2017, because I was, you know, I, I felt like I had an injury going into it, but <laughs> decided not to go see the doctor and just get the race over with and deal with it after. But it really flared up during the race and made it a very challenging day for me. And, you know, when you're over there in Chamonix and running those trails, it's not a race that you're going to DNF. Like you go all that way, the scenes, it's just beautiful. So you're just going to keep going. That's, I guess that's like the Kona for ultra runners. Is that? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it, it really is. It's a beautiful place. So for me, that was, it was very challenging to accept the fact that I was not going to have a strong performance and to just keep going. So I, I think I just learned a lot about just sticking it out and seeing something through and just being okay with the fact that you might not get the best out of yourself, but you can still have a great time out there doing what you love. Mm. I think it's important to keep that in, in your sights too. There's like a lot of pressure, a lot of preparation goes into some of these races and they don't go always go the way you want no. them to. But <laughs> Especially find, the longer they get. <laughs> exactly. And finding the joy in that is mm-hmm. like... Is, uh, is is half the battle, I think, if you can always have fun, right? That's yeah. The, that's and I, for me, because I am so competitive, that was a big hurdle to get over. And, you know, I, I think it definitely, you know, sounds funny, but it did change me. It changed my perspective and just being okay with not getting my best. Mm. So how do you get through a race? Like, is there a mantra? Is there a keyword? What, what are some, like, some, for anybody that that's, kind of been in races and like thinks that they can't step forward again like Mm -hmm. what's some what are some little tips maybe that you can give that um I I definitely have mantras when I race and that can change you know and sometimes I'll split up certain portions of the race and have one for each portion um one of my go-tos I always use is strong and focused and just bringing myself back to focusing on the task at hand and just really pushing forward. Um, yeah, I mean, it really depends what's going on out there. Sometimes it's just having a pep talk with myself and, you know, telling myself I deserve to be here and, you know, this is what you love to do. So you're just going to push on and get through it. And in terms of, you know, having that bad race and getting back into it, I've never really had a problem with that because really it fuels me. Having a bad race just makes me want the next one to go so much better. Like it fuels me to correct what happened or, you know, fix your injury, whatever it takes just to get ready to get back out there and have your redemption. Is, is running the only part of your training or do you do also do strength training as well? Cause I know as I get into this endurance game, I, I realize how important that actually is. Yes. And I can only imagine when you're in the trails, like I've ran some and they're difficult, like mm-hmm. a lot harder than any like road race that I've done just in terms of like muscle fatigue and stuff. For sure. Um, I always have focused on strength training. And then this year, 
I've really changed it up. I'm actually working with coaches now for strength-specific exercises and focusing on trails. And it's it's making a huge difference. And for me, it's not just about having the strength on the trails, but also to prevent injuries. And you can almost notice it right away, I find. For sure, yeah. <laughs> Anything specific in your diet or like what do you... What's your kind of food game like uh, leading up to a race? And, and also, I mean, that's another thing I love about trail running. It's like you got so much to eat at these aid stations. <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm actually a vegan athlete. I've been vegan for about 14 years now. So um, that's what my diet mainly consists of. Um, going into the race, I pretty much have like my, my go-to meal that I eat all the time before a race. So... I brought my curry with me and some potatoes, just kind of fill up on good whole foods, nothing different from what I would eat on a normal daily basis, just keeping it the same, but maybe just bulking up a little bit on it. And then for during the race, I do have a sponsor, Unived, who provides um, gels and drink mixes. So I'll be using those throughout the race. Nothing new on race day. No. I mean... (laughs) You know, when you're in these long races and you get to an aid station, you're just like, oh, I'll try that. (laughs) I mean, I'm not really afraid to do that. But, you know, if the going gets tough and you need something extra. But, yeah, I'm pretty easygoing. Mm. I'll eat some fruit sometimes at aid stations and that's about it. Well, I, I'm, uh, that's super interesting. Cause I'm, I'm new, like, I'd say newly vegan, like oh, you're, cool. you're, uh, 14 years. So it makes <laughs> me look like a, a two years, like a, like a, a baby. Um, but I'm really curious about that. Like, did you find any struggles early on? Like I find a lot of people are curious about it mm-hmm. and won't necessarily change or try it. Cause they're maybe, I feel like the education levels aren't, aren't there. Yeah. Um, and people it's hard to break people's habits too but true what were some some tips or challenges that you faced uh and why Mm. why did you become vegan 14 years ago well I actually started as a vegetarian and that was right at the time I started running so they just kind of it wasn't like I planned to start running and go vegetarian it just kind of they coincided but um yeah I just I did it because I got kind of sick of dealing with meat and I just thought it was disgusting and decided I wanted that out of my life. And then it's like about two years later, I had read a book and learned more about dairy and the dairy industry. And I was like, yeah, I'm ready to cut that out too. Cause I'd already been vegetarian. It'd been working well for me. And you know, why not take that extra step? And I mean, for me, I noticed differences right away in performance and recovery. And so it it wasn't really hard for me. Like there was nothing I think because I was motivated ethically, it was easy to not fall back on any of those old behaviors. But the difference I noticed in my energy and performance was definitely a motivator. Like, this is this is the way to go. It's a real deal. Yeah. But where do we get our protein? <laughs> From plants. <laughs> what, where, what are your, like, your go-tos? I know you mentioned your go-to meal, but what are mm-hmm. some key sources for you? Um. I do like tempeh. That's I, I don't do a lot of tofu, but tempeh I like. Um, but really, it's just beans and lentils. Like the the curry that I have the night before, it's chickpea and kale. So, yeah. Do you pack anything when you go out on your your long runs? 
Um, like, like for snacks? Foods. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do, I like doing dates filled with nut butter. I think those are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of prefer fruit. I actually tried something a few weeks ago, which turned out to be really good, as I made uh, mashed potatoes with olive oil so that they were, you know, the consistency was pretty smooth. And put it in a flask, like a gel flask. Oh. So that I could have something and put, you know, a good amount of salt in it. So it was a nice, savory, you know, fuel to have on the run. It was actually pretty good. I wasn't sure how I would like it during a run, but (laughs) the weather was warm, so it warmed up as I was running. And basically, it was like I was having mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Through a bottle. Yeah. That's, and it, it was fine. It yeah, I actually really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> like a pure a puree almost. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. What's uh, what's been your greatest accomplishment so far? Hmm. Uh, I I go back to my duathlon world championship. I just that really that day really came together for me, and it was after uh, you know a pretty substantial injury. It was like a kind of like a comeback after that so it just feeling that good throughout a race and just having everything go exactly as planned (laughs) Mm -hmm. felt really good and it felt like a huge accomplishment for me can you say can you say what it was can you pinpoint it like i know i I wish i know what you're talking about and for anybody listening like (laughs) the the perfect day you know my coaches talk about it they've raced a ton uh, they say it happens it Mm -hmm. can happen it might not have happened yet but sounds like you you felt what that was like. Yeah, I know. I've had it a couple. I've had it with some ultras too, where just everything feels good. I don't feel overly fatigued or sore. It's, but yeah, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that lead up was to make that happen. But man, it feels good when it happens. <laughs> it's just like smooth, like there's yeah. nothing you can do wrong. Yeah. And were you leading the whole way? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it was definitely, and it. I always actually prefer to run scared or bike scared i'm not a chaser so it it worked well for me to be in that position the whole time okay so is that like a race strategy you try to you try to start strong out of the gate kind of thing yeah i I don't think it's a great strategy (laughs) but it's my strategy i'm usually one of those who goes out too hard and then fades but um that's what works for me and that's what i enjoy so i do it (laughs) yeah a lot of times it works out sometimes it doesn't but that's all part of the fun it's all part of the game right you got you got to go with what uh, what sticks so you think you'll go back to uh like how where do you want to get to in ultra running now like is that your your main focus and and how long do you think you're gonna i I think i always want to keep it a part of my life um i'm actually starting to really get the itch to go back to uh racing on the bike again so (laughs) i actually race cyclocross right now so that's kind of also helping me fuel that desire to be back on the bike so i don't know i'd say within a year or so i might get back into duathlon triathlon make the switch back yeah i mean i i think i'd still it was challenging for me when i was doing both ultras and the multi-sport racing but I think I kind of enjoyed that challenge too, and I wouldn't mind maybe doing that again. You, you sound like a very like versatile athlete now, cause like you know, bouncing back and forth yeah. between all this stuff. Like, where where would you say that came from? Like, is it the team sports or? What, what? Uh, I don't. I think it's just my desire to want to do everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's one of those. It's like, oh, I wish there was just more time that I could do more races, 
more weekends available. I just, I love doing it all. So it's kind of hard to really narrow myself down. And I think that's one of my challenges with ultra running is when you do these longer distances, you can't do as many. So I think I kind of maybe miss that side of triathlon and duathlon a little bit where I could race more back to back. And, and you do this with a full like work schedule too, all this training and stuff. So what do you do in, uh, for work? I work for an insurance insurance company, so it's a desk job, but I work from home, which is cool. And I've been there 14 years as well. So, you know, it's, it's been good for me. (laughs) 14 year runner, 14 year vegan, (laughs) something's going right. (laughs) Yeah. I gotta keep this flow going here. Right. (laughs) Uh, so as we approach, uh, Hurricane weekend, um, you know, you haven't raced it before. No. Have you raced anything like it? Like, how do you, how do you tackle a race that you have never done before? And what are some, or a place you've never been before? How do you mm-hmm. mentally prepare for what you're about to, to take on, especially at 125K? I think for me, one of the good things is that the unknown really excites me. Uh, where some people want to preview courses, like especially when I was a duathlete and triathlete, I never previewed courses because I just think it's more fun to figure it out as you go. Again, not the best strategy, but it's kind of what fuels me. So, you know, I'm I'm not worried at all about not knowing. Um, I find that to be exciting. I'm comparing it to um, a 100K I did in Virginia, the Ultra Race of Champions, because the elevation profile is, is similar. And, you know, that one was 100K, so it was a little bit shorter. But, you know, I don't, I don't have really specific time goals for this race because I'm, I'm not sure what to expect. And it just kind of, I don't know, makes it all fun. Makes me just want to just push and see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And what do you think about for that long? <laughs> it blows my <laughs> <Everything>. mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go through everything. Um, I, I'm usually pretty good at staying focused on what I'm doing, and it's really a lot of times just giving myself positive talk. Self-talk yeah. and staying out of those negative thoughts. Yes. And again, with those mantras kind of mm-hmm. snapping out of it. Yes. Very cool. Um, and after this, what's your next uh, your next big thing? Are you Do you look that far ahead or are you just taking one at a time? Uh, I usually do like to have the next goal set out. Um, I kind of sort of have one that I'm not ready to share yet, but um, when I finish with this, it's it's cyclocross season in New York, so I'll be doing more racing on the bike. That's kind of more like a fun off-season thing, and um, you know, I'd gone back and forth with maybe doing a fall ultra, but not 100% yet because I might be doing something different, so Mm. (laughs) we'll see. Interesting. I don't know yet. To be continued. Yes. Uh, do you do you have an off season? Do you have a time when you fully relax? You take. Uh... Yes, um, I usually do take like two to three months off, and actually, I am returning. It is coming up sooner than I think. Uh, I did Vagamon Ultra in India last January, and I am returning to that. It's a ninety k, so it will be kind of a break for me after this race to cool off the running for a little bit, and then I'll start the build for that race in early January. Okay. Okay, so always something coming. Yes. <laughs> so not not no big break then. It's no. Probably gonna... It's funny. I like I don't think of that one right away because it's really next year. But you know, when it's a January race, you need to start <laughs> preparing this year. Start to think about it. Yeah. Um, I know you spoke about like when you come back from an injury, 
uh, or coming back from a bad race that, that kind of fuels you. Is there anybody or any anyone that you're looking up to in the sport that's kind of motivated you as well? Um, I think right now, you know, the people that motivate me are the athletes who have been doing this for a long time and really sticking it out and doing well. Uh, and one that comes to mind right now is Magdalena Boulay. Cause she's, you know, older athlete, very versatile because she came from a road running background and just seeing her longevity in the sport and how she's still out there crushing it. It's pretty cool. It shows you that, that no matter what age you are, you can right. still accomplish some <laughs> pretty amazing things, especially in the, in the distance game. Yes. Is there like a race of your dreams, like a, like a race that you'd love to participate in that you haven't yet? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are. Anytime I see a new exciting race, I'm like, okay, that one. I want to do that one now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely do want to go back to UTMB, though. Um, I need some redemption out there, and it really just, the trails there are beautiful. The support there is phenomenal, so that's definitely on my list to go back to. Great. Um, what impact would you say that running has made on your life? It's been huge. <laughs> it's the biggest part of my life, the biggest drive for me. Um, when I do have injuries, it's very devastating to not be able to run. So it's, you know, it's a huge part of my identity. And, you know, I think it just, I, it's what makes me happy. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's very like freeing, you know, when you yeah. get out there and for me anyways it just clears I can clear my thoughts or after a busy work day it's just uh it's just like it just empties it you know it just everything goes away whenever I'm out there running you know I 125k that's a bit of a different story (laughs) you're probably (laughs) a lot of head clearing going on (laughs) probably like mind numb after that but (laughs) but uh yeah definitely you know one of those things what advice would you give to a younger you like if you could go back, would would mm. you change anything? That's a tough question. I never really thought of that. Um, or what advice I mean, could you give? There's to mistakes that I've made, and you know, I think a lot of that deals more with just injuries and not seeing them coming and not taking care of myself properly. But in terms of what I've raced and how I race, like I'm I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. You know. Things have gone wrong, mistakes have been made, but that's all part of it, and I enjoy that just as much as the success, too. It's part of the game, right? hmm And so my follow-up question to that is, what advice could you give to somebody looking to make a change in their life, like like wanting to do that first 5K or um, wanting to take the next step and maybe they're a bit scared to kind of try something bigger than they can even think of doing? Ooh, that's the advice. It's it's hard for me because I always just jump right in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think it's really just to not be scared and just to believe in yourself and, you know, just get out there and try it. And, you know, if it doesn't go the way you want, that's fine. You can either, you know, draw upon that and make some changes to make it work. Or maybe you decide that's not really what I want to do and I want to go in a different direction. But you're, you're going to learn more about yourself in the process and in the challenge of doing it. So just don't be afraid to get out there and try it. Yeah. You can't, you can't be fearful. No. And there's so much support out there. So you just got to know that if you're going to fall, there's plenty of people there to catch you and help you back up. Yeah. That's the, that's the key, right? It's like, it's never the last one. No. You know, just getting (laughs) to the line is, is a, is a win. I don't know how you see it, but. Oh yeah. 
Um, like we're fortunate to kind of be able to do what we're doing. Like I'm going to do the 28 at Hurricana. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I'll be thinking of you on the 125. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so where can people uh, find out more about you? Well, let's see. I am on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, okay. uh, Laura J. Klein. And I also have a website, laurajkline.com. To see all the things you're up to and uh, all your most yeah. recent accomplishments and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm not super up to date with the website, but I do post my race reports usually. So, Well, looking forward to seeing which uh, results come up next and yeah. wish you the best of luck. Thanks Thank for you. coming by. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You've just heard the third episode of Free or Wild, the official podcast for the Ultra Trail Hurricane event. This interview with Laura Klein was produced with support from Ultra Trail Hurricane. This podcast is a co-production of Evan Maharakana and The Rundown. You can find more information on the UTHC on the website, harakana.info. See you soon.